Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Stable of Studs Wrestling Podcast. I am indeed your host, Kank Rodriguez, and boy, do we got an exciting show for you today. So much to talk about, so many acquisitions, so many returns, so many flippity floppities. No tanner today. It's just a great day to be here. And of course, I am joined <laughs> with the stars of this show. Uh, yeah, but really good. Pack house today. My heart is missing too. Uh, we have. We have. Uh, who do we have? <laughs> yeah, I Oh, that's uh, that's Mr. Danger, Adam Danger. How you doing? Yeah, yeah, the wrestling fans are stable and started, and we're here to talk about the wrestling side. Stay excited. Oh, of course, you can catch Adam Adam Danger Productions on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Uh, you know, listen to the back catalogs as he uh, gets ready. <laughs> yeah, I always try to be ready for the new listen. Talking about Star Wars and uh, all the and he oh man, we like to talk about it all. Okay, we're, we're killing the dead horse there, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk like this the entire, Please don't. The entire podcast. God, I <laughs> And of course, uh, we got Mailman Mike. How you doing, Mailman? Here with the golden tone to make your moan. Here to make love to your orbital bone. It is I. Michael D. Here, happy to be here with some of my favorite people, some of the most intelligent analysts in the sport that we call professional wrestling. Oh, I am indeed happy to be here as always. Um, yeah. Um, I should have saved the last paper boy, but can you follow it up? <laughs> yes, I can. The best part about stable of studs is the studliness is just overwhelming. It cannot be corralled in the great state of Texas. Cannot be contained by the golden stores of California. Coming to you live from the Valley of the Sun in Phoenix, Arizona, where it was 74 degrees and raining today. You can explain that. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds like Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did lose the NBA Finals, so they're, they're crying over there in Phoenix. Oh, so. it's, it's, it's a sad metropolitan area here in uh, Central Arizona. What happened this week? Jeez, it's like everything just, everyone decided, like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just hire everybody, and let's get this guy. Let's get that guy. Um, So, yeah, so we're going to talk about the acquisitions. We are going to talk about the, uh, you know, the comeback kids that are just uh, reprising their roles as as wrestlers again. Um, We're going to talk about what that means, the state of wrestling, what that means for other companies, uh, what that means for WWE, uh, and uh, you know, we'll we'll, uh, we'll tackle all of it today as as much as we can. Um, on the topic of acqu- acquisitions, I, I've, I've I've tried to make this point a couple of times. We had technical difficulties earlier, but my I I think one's being overshadowed uh, tremendously. Uh, I and I believe this is AEW's best acquisition as of yet, um, and it's going to help the the uh, uh, the female roster tremendously and that is of course yeah. signing Thunder Rosa I think that is that is hands down uh, their best acquisition ever I, I don't consider her yeah. homegrown 
uh, you know, she started with, you know, of course, the indie scene and really made made a name for herself uh, in NWA uh, to get more national spotlight in there. Uh, but I think the female roster just got uh, so much better uh, just by adding her to the roster. But um, I'm going to pass it off to you all. Well, what? hold on. Hold on. No, before no, go you ahead. do that, uh, you're talking about Thunder Rosa. Now, have you given her a hug? Uh, when you've met her, is that is that something that has been done before? Have I personally hugged Thunder Rosa? Is what you're asking? Yeah, and taken a photo and, and posted it. Uh, no, I have not. All right. Well, then, how do you know that she's been the best signing to AEW? <laughs> it's a little bit of an inside joke, folks. I'm I'm, I'm joking around here, but no, I I'm inclined to agree with you, Tank. That uh, Thunder Rosa. Look, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker had an all-time great match. This was one of like the first real AEW match that that <coughs> got people's attention and really was its own match. It was so unique. It, you did not see it anywhere else. And the fact right. that Thunder Rosa wasn't signed then was kind of interesting, right? Because yeah. you really had this momentum and I think it's kind of, you know, Britt Baker it made Britt Baker a star, but she hasn't been able to find the right dance partner since then. And then obviously the, the AEW women's roster is still trying to uh, acquire talent, but bringing in Thunder Rosa, just run it back again, make it a whole year of them just going back and forth and really, uh, you know, really elevating that, that women's division there. Uh, And then shout out to mission pro wrestling. I think that's, that's her uh, uh, promotion that she's running out in kind of South Texas here that she just puts every nickel and dime into, um, now, I don't ask me how I know this, but I do know that she kind of auctions off some of her like ring wear and stuff like oh, that just God. to raise money for just to raise money for Mission Pro I Wrestling. I know who you're talking to. All right, hey, take it easy. <laughs> take it easy. I just I I look at this stuff for educational to be educational and intelligent on this podcast. But yeah, I do know she she does run Mission Pro Wrestling. Uh, it was her birthday recently, and now I sound like the guy that's been giving her a hug. No, <laughs> but yeah, Thunder Rosa, way to go. Oh, man. Well, okay. Well, that being said, I'm going to pass it all over to y'all, though, because we have so much to talk about, and um, I, I want to have some sort of order to this, so uh, we'll kind of open it up first, and we'll just talk about what your biggest reaction to what piece of news uh, that we got this week, whether it be uh, uh, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, the Rosa, Keith Lee, Goldberg, uh, Cena, um, you know, uh, Aqua, you know, uh, you know, opening the, 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 the unmentionable door, you know, to AEW work, you know, you know, working in, in the new Japan impact, all that stuff. Um, and then we'll move on to what that means. Um, you know, what that means for AEW, what that means for AEW's talent, um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll kind of spitfire on that too. So, uh, paper boy, what was, what was the biggest thing for you this week? Oh, Daniel Bryan, no question. Um, I, I, I get the punk stuff. <clears throat> We've heard some punk mentioned, I mean, just about every single year, yeah. all the time he's going to go on, blah, 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 blah. But Daniel Bryan, it's just, it's a game changer. Absolutely. <clears throat> and the mirrors going over and Christian cage, those are great signings, but Daniel Bryan is a complete game changer. You're talking about the most popular wrestler probably in the last eight to 10 years. He's going to not only add star power and the AEW crowds are, and they're already, their crowds are, I noticed that the other night. I mean, 
everybody singing along to Judas and, and the crowds are already great. Now you're going to add the yes chant. Um, it's not only star power, but it elevates the wrestling as well. You know, we can think of all kinds of great matches that can happen at promotion now with, Absolutely. with, uh, with him being there, whether it be with the, you know, <clears throat> the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, orange Cassidy or guys like that, or the up and comers like jungle boy, or of course, Kenny Omega and, and Moxley and all. And there's just so many ways you can go with it. I think it just adds so much to the promotion. Um, they're, uh, they're firing their shots. They're taking their shots, so to yeah. speak. And, uh, and this is, I mean, obviously punk will make that even more, but you probably get a little bit more talent. I'm not that punk's not talented. Of course he is. You get a little bit more punk. You get a little bit more, uh, you get a little bit more juice out of that squeeze. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And uh, I'm I'm just, I'm so excited to see it. Of course, he's this is supposed to be September when he shows up, and I cannot now when you go to Punk, I cannot look past September first, third, and fifth with AEW being in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Are they really going to go through that? I mean, will Punk be there first? I mean, it's really going to be interesting to see the way these shook, yeah. this, this shakes down. And the one thing I wanted to add about Thunder Rosa, that match with Britt Baker that she had, and it was a couple months ago. Not only elevated them, they desperately, desperately needed it. That was hands down. That was four, fourth and twenty from the forty. Yeah, and they scored. But not only that, it also elevated Brick Baker, not from a sense of popularity. I think it made her a better wrestler. Yeah, she's been I've, she's she's been completely different since then. She needed it. It's like she needed to 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 have that caliber. And look, I'm not taking away anything uh, from AEW's talent. I can't speak. Yeah, I can't. I can't do half the things that they can do. Hell, 90% of the things they can do. Uh, and I commend them for all the hard work they put into it. But they're just... It, Thunder Rosa is on a different level, you know, uh, right. and having that hybrid background. And um, and, and to, to be challenged like that, you know, for Brit, for Brit to be challenged like that, yeah, absolutely, hands down. And honestly, that was my match. That was my match. Like, that's the match that stands out the most for me. I, I, I couldn't name you another comparative match, um, you know, with with female and male roster. Um, but right. Yeah, absolutely, hands down. Uh, so, yeah. <clears throat> but the one thing I, th- I think we did mention one time is just like, I knew, that the, I mean, I think we, we called it here, was that the fact that, um, you know, when the audience came back, no one's going to boo Britt Baker. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. She, she was, she's been over, you know, the only, the only reason she was a heel is because there was not anybody to boo her, <laughs> you know, like right. there was 10% right. of that audience, you know? Uh, so I, 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 I just I just hope that they can play to that better and actually just listen to the mm-hmm. audience. You know, I can't tell AEW what to do, you know, but I would just hope right. that they actually take that into consideration. Uh, but uh, a, a val- valid uh, uh, valid points uh, for you, Buck. Um, de- de- definitely Daniel Bryan. Um, I mean, there's, uh, like we said, just more juice to that squeeze. Mm-hmm. My thing yeah. is, well, actually, you know, let, let's go around. Uh Paper, uh, uh, mailman. Uh, what was what was the biggest thing for you? It's still. I have to echo what Buck said and say that it's Daniel Bryan also because with Bryan you you have the not only like the how popular he is as Buck has already stated and and um, with Bryan you have a legitimate main event talent that is like we've all talked about you know in previous episodes a selfless 
main event talent. Mm-hmm. This guy is coming in with all the momentum, all the credibility in the world, and he is not above like dropping a fall to Jungle Boy, to Ricky Starks, to Sammy Guevara, MJF. All these guys are going to only um, springboard off of that momentum. And with Punk, um, the like ultimately, you know, this is the guy that's been out of the business, you know, for seven years. The question, you know, there is how ready is he? How yeah. ready is he to step up to that level? Um, there's also the package, whether anybody wants to like admit it or not, this is the guy that got like his ass handed to him in seconds in the UFC. So <laughs> yeah. the, the question is, the question is like, how much does that bear on him? Like how much is the audience willing to look past? Oh wait, this is the guy that got smashed in 10 seconds, but he's hanging in there with MJF. So it's something you have to be very careful with how you present him initially. I think, um, ultimately it's, he's got to, in a way, build a little bit of that aura back again. You know, I'm on the microphone. There's very few better, um, yeah. you know, and, and AEW has one of those strengths where, um, they're going to allow the guys who can talk to talk and punk will kind of reestablish himself to this audience that has really developed and found itself in his absence, like a significant amount of the audience knows him and loves him and has been yearning for his return. But there are a number of people who have kind of found AEW found, you know, modern day 2021 wrestling without him in the last seven years. So um, I think Brian, for that reason is fresh in everyone's mind. The interesting piece is like that. I think very few people have, have talked about because for years, the conversation has been, um, your Omegas and your Okadas and, yeah. you know, even now, even now, Walter, as far as like, who are the best workers on the planet and unhinged, unproduced Daniel Bryan, or as he's about to be renowned again, Brian Danielson, the American dragon yeah. unleashed on yeah. the, on the industry in 2021. No one, not Omega, not Okada, not Walter, not Ibushi, not Andrade. No one will be able to hold a candle to how good that man is. And that's, you know, AEW is about to get a lot better because essentially, you know, iron, what, you know, the old adage, iron meets, you know, iron sharpens iron and water seeks its level. Mm-hmm. Everyone is going to have to step the fuck up to be on his level. And he is like, you know, he is untouchable in that ring. Like the subtleties the nuances, the knowing where to be, you know, like all of those things, like, and plus having the benefit of being like kind of honed, you know, if WWE does anything right, it's, you know, the, the, you know, being there for the hard cam, knowing where, you know, knowing where to, where to be. Mm-hmm. To, so the, you know, you, they pick up your facials and all of those things that like, um, that is only going to even further elevate to a very young, young audience because you know let's let's face it like you know omega you know nick matt even tony khan you know are coming into this as yes like you know diehard wrestling fans but outside of cody none of them had main you know uh worldwide television experience really outside of you know your ring of honor to a degree maybe impact for a little bit when they were generation me um you know other than cody i guess So, I mean, this is another, this is another Jericho. This is another individual who can produce and, and develop and let alone the, what this adds, not only to AEW, but in a big part 
um, all of your major wrestling pundits as I've been watching and learning and, and seeking out whatever news I could, knowing we were going to have this conversation today, all of them have said that the driving force to this wasn't, you know, AEW wasn't the idea of like, you know, I want to go where all these other guys are going. I want to like be on TNT television. Daniel Bryan wanted the freedom to go to New Japan, to go yeah. to AAA Mexico, yeah. to go to NWA and do all of these things and be that, that artist that, you know, that I'm trying to think of a musical artist that, you know, went from, you know, your mainstream label and went back to being, you know what, I just, it's just about the music. Yeah. I can't find a, a yeah. parallel in my head. That's well, what he Go ahead, Adam. There's no bigger acquisition than these two. But the other side of the argument, which again, you know, thank you, Tank, for raising this because it was, you know, it really awakened something in me. Um, what does this really mean on the other side? Does main event talent require main event spots? And so what does this mean for Hangman Adam Page? Is I, like, for example, because I saw, yeah. I it, saw it, someone, it, I saw it, someone make the. And and not the, to interrupt you, Mike. Wrote, and I, I'm sorry. No, no. Not not to interrupt yeah. you. I, I want you to I want you to uh, talk about that point. I, but let uh, I I cut out for a second here. Uh, but Adam, oh. I, I would just want to make sure we get to Adam's. Um, what was Adam's oh, I'm biggest sorry, point? Yeah. Um, no, no. Well, I'll pick it up from that point, Mike, because I was I was going to bring this up. Um, that AEW has done an amazing job in bringing in veterans, bringing in retired wrestlers, and uh, enhancing the newer talent. And I'll, I'll take Chris Jericho as a prime example. When this, uh, when AEW kicked off and Dynamite kicked off and you made Jericho the champion, since that time, Jericho has pretty much made the careers of MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Orange Cassidy. Like, I'm sure these guys had some sort of notoriety in the indies. And, you know, they were good wrestlers and good performers. But being in the ring with Chris Jericho, being associated with Chris Jericho, uh, hell, even having Chris Jericho and MJF do like a, a song and dance that almost got like an Emmy, right? Like it, it's kind of crazy, uh-huh. but he has made the careers of, of at least these three individuals, if not, you know, to a lesser extent, Jake Hager and, um, and the rest of the inner circle. So let's just multiply that by three. Now, if we have, uh, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan imagine that they can come in and help elevate let's say your Scorpio Skies your Ethan Pages uh, you know these guys that are that are not even in the the uh, mid card of AEW I think AEW has done such a great job of bringing in these talented people but it's not like the main event mafia it's not like they're just going to come in and be in charge and call shots and bury you know, these, these promising guys, I think they're going to come in. Uh, if they are like Chris Jericho is, is they're going to make these guys look so good and give them such national recognition, uh, for, you know, six months to a year that, uh, you know, the AEW comes out even stronger and that we walk away going, man, jungle boy, like badass or that CM Punk Darby Allen match, Iron Man match. Like, you know, they've stayed the course, you know, and have done, they've done a fantastic job staying the course with the talent they have. I worry for a name like Christian cage a little bit in that, you know, he came over and it almost kind of like he was almost immediately dwarfed by the Malachi black edition or, you know, like some of these other, uh, uh, you know, be it the, you know, Paul white or Mark Henry, or, you know, some of these other even non in ring additions, you know, like, cause there have been, 
Andrade El Idolo. There have been so many right now. Like, I don't know. I don't know if they could even try to like space them apart a little bit more than, than they have. And that's going to be the interesting thing with Brian and, um, and punk. But on that note, and I think we just got tank back. Um, I got a notification right now on my phone as, as, uh, I was speaking and, uh, sure enough, um, Sean Ross sap at Fightful yeah. uh, yeah. pro wrestling just, uh, posted that as of right now, Friday, it's 10 PM Pacific standard time. CM Punk has not put pen to paper for AEW yet. Oh wow! And that, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. Now he put it. Now he put that in such a way that it was like, you know, has Brian already? Like, you know, the, there's there's an interesting aspect to that. So I'm assuming I'm assuming they're saying without saying yes, he has. But for them to basically put that out there right now is that not is that not a message in some way to you know. Vince McMahon to kind of say, if you're going to get him, if you guys want to counter offer, this is your shot to do it kind of a little bit, but I'm curious how this will play out now. Yeah. And I, I was looking at ringside and I, and for the viewers who I, I know it's going to be a little choppy and I apologize about that. We're having technical difficulties. Um, but we, we did get, uh, I, I did see, I mean, ringside news, I mean, not always accurate, uh, but they did, ha- they did they did say a source confirmed Punk signed on this morning, but that doesn't mean he signed the contract. So, um, yeah, it, it would it would be interesting. I mean, obviously something's happening um, I- as far as talks, at least you know. Um, so it, that that that's definitely going to be that's. Here's the thing, and and here's what I wanted to bring up. I wouldn't even mention this. Like this would be between Tony Khan, maybe the Bucks, maybe maybe Kenny, and that's it. And then you and then you surprise Chicago with that. And then mm-hmm. guess what? You're gonna tune in the next week and the week after that. You know what I mean? You, you're not gonna want to miss what AEW is doing. That's what I was kind of disappointed in with, with Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, yeah. American Dragon, uh, and 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 the CM Punk thing. I wanted it to just be hush hush because. With uh, Malachi Black, I was just like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, like, that's awesome, because I didn't know he was coming, you know, um, but yeah, we'll see, I mean, chances are, I mean, I don't see why why it would fall through, I mean, if, if we're so close to this, um, right. or, or they could just be uh, trying to, trying to, you know, uh, throw a curveball, because we're not going to know what's going to happen, but like Buck said, September, I mean, if we're going to be in Chicago, that's, I mean, that's the time you're going to pull that trigger. Yeah. You know what I you know what I would say about that? And I'm gonna what? be the minority on this. They don't need punk. punk I, I, is just no, a no. bonus. No, no, hundred percent. Punk, punk is a bonus. They yeah. got, the guy the guy they got that they needed is Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Punk oh. is a bonus, and you know what? Like Mike said, it's been seven years, it's yep. been a while. I mean, the guy's an asset. I, I could you know I'm I'm AEW's starting the second the second show, right? Yeah, Rampage. And I Rampage. think it's starting, what, okay. August? Yeah. yeah. You could take Punk, Jericho, MGF, throw them in the middle of the ring, and just let them scream at each other for two hours, and I'd watch it. Yeah, absolutely. He doesn't need to be great, yeah. but he's he's the bonus. And that's why you get you, – you, and that and I think that's one reason why they didn't keep it quiet, because AEW needs the juice. So you get the juice from dragging this out for a yeah. month or two to build it up. You know, I don't think you quite have to do this. I don't think WWE is out yet on Punk. 
Um, I think, you know, like as Mike and I were talking about the other day, you know, there's going to be some, you know, back and forth. It's always back and forth with Punk. And there's always, and he could eat, I could easily see him going back to WWE. Um, yeah. The guy they needed was Daniel Bryan. Um, Punk just is icing on the cake and a bonus. And, and then I, I just, the other thing is I go back to the same thing. You know, whatever happens out of all this, the ones who wins are the, the ones who win are the fans because both promotions are going to get better. AEW is getting better, and WWE. You can tell by watching Raw and watching SmackDown that they are they they've got a scare put into them because they're not being lazy with the storytelling. All of a sudden, Raw last week was Raw last week is the best Raw I've seen in six months. Absolutely, it it yeah. it, 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 yeah. it, it almost felt like uh, a Raw after Mania. That's how absolutely. Uh, I mean, it it was jam packed. Yeah. Uh, big shout out! Except, mean, uh, big shout out to Nikki Nikki Ash winning the title. Yeah, uh, I called that. I, I we can look at the archives, ladies and gentlemen. I said that is a future champion, and you know who made fun of me? Tanner. Tanner. Tanner disagreed with me, and I wish he was here. Uh, so suck it, Tanner. Uh, but yeah, but honestly, going back to what you were saying, Buck, it, it is icing on the cake. Yes. Uh, and I, I'm probably one of one of the biggest punk fans, you know, in, from oh, 2011, yeah. you know, and um, honestly, that the window, the wind, that window of opportunity, like it was, it was, it was, it turned into folklore, and then it turned into myth, then it just turned into rumor, and then it just turned into eh, you know, and it, 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 it I, I, if he, if he, if he comes back, hey, it's uh, great, and Cody. And if Punk comes back and Punk says, Cody, you've turned into everything you hated. You turned into Paul Levesque. You're the one who's oh, the shots. You're making Jesus yourself happy. Adam, Adam, repeat the story, please, for the people. I was going to say, so, you know, it's obviously, it's a joke that, you know, when someone comes in, they obviously have to face Cody. And they have to go through the Cody yeah. test. But what if yeah. Punk says, you've become everything you've hated. You've become Paul Levesque. You've made yourself... Uh, you know, TNT champion, and you you put yourself in the best spotlight at like at the younger people, at the younger guys' um, behest, right? And so you're everything that's still wrong with pro wrestling. You wanted to try something new and do something different. You ended up making your own NXT where you're your own little fiefdom, and I'm here to break it up. And I'm here to like, you know, get shake you out of it and like give opportunities to other people because you've become Paul Levesque. You and the, I, you know, I, and like, I like that yeah. because it, it's almost like Holy the, shit. it's almost like yeah, the that's pretty um, good. it's almost like the yeah. uh, that uh, that promo that Punk did on Cena when you yeah. said yeah, you, yeah screw you're, the, you're you're not you're yeah. not you're you're not the uh, you're not the Red Sox you're the Yankees you're you're Jeter yeah, screw the screw the pipe bomb that would be the atomic bomb no like shit. oh my god like yeah like holy shit hey that uh, is, uh, it, that's re honestly really quick adam can you yeah. hit the record button on on your uh, skype for us <laughs> so in case we do i well, do drop like, oh you're on your phone. Like phone okay never mind sorry all righty guys well this will be a, a very choppy episode which was supposed to be one of the best episodes but let's continue we're not gonna let that fault us um but yeah, so I think going back to it, and I'm sorry if you already talked about it a little bit. Um, I know, like, there was a lot of talk when AEW was first starting off, and um, yeah. as far as like, no, this isn't going to be like WCW 2.0, where we just get old WWE guys and and bring them in. Right. And it's not going to be Impact. Um, do you 
what kind of morale would you have as an AEW roster if, if that happened to you? I would I would say this tank. I I would say that there's a difference between like ex WWE guy and a professional wrestler that worked in WWE. Like there's a difference between Malachi Black and Ryback. If Ryback just showed up on AEW is like I'm Ryback, then that's where I kind of get like oh this guy is just Brutus the Barber Beefcake right. This is someone that just had a gimmick that worked in WWE and he's coming over to another promotion and he's just living off that old gimmick and but again there's a difference between that and then a malachi black who is someone who is a who, an established professional wrestler had a good run in wwe had a great run in nxt and now they're going to continue that run or do something slightly different so exactly no, no that's we, my point yeah if you're going to continue so your run but, you, but if you're going to continue your run right and i'm i don't know if i'm if i'm jungle boy i'm like dude what the hell like I'm on my way up to the top. Well, and then you got to beat this guy. To be the man, you have to beat the man. Right, as, but as no, but what I'm saying is, you, you're already putting in the work, right? And you're so close. But then you add a WWE guy who does draw, who does sells, and yes, at the end of the day, it's a business, right? But now, in, instead of being Second in line or first in line, now you go, you, you tread back to about sixth or seventh in line. Well, maybe you were, you were second in line because you beat Peter Avalon. Like, oh boy. You know what I mean? Like, these are, these are legitimate quality. But, but wins. that's, but that's, but that's not what's happening though. Right. Right. No, in, uh, in, like this right now, like it's fantastic for AEW. Like they are the hottest B- property in the block. Wise, yes. But, yeah, and the real test is going to be in the in the coming months or years. In that, a as these talents go one direction, eventually these contracts that now everybody has signed come due. And like AEW, in the same way that they have found that they have gotten and and taken the WWE commodities like your Aleister Black or your Andrade or Daniel Bryan, um, eventually. As those spots fill up and, you know, Tony Khan continues to collect superstars like the guy in Toy Story 2 collecting action figures, um, <laughs> he, he's, uh, uh, like, the fact is, like, WWE is going to be looking for something fresh, something new on top, and Tony Khan has gotten the MJFs, the Hangman Pages, the Ricky Starks, the et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, over to a degree that they're TV-ready, they look good, they're young, you know, good looking guys. Um, and then the bidding war starts and yeah. that's the question that, you know, and then the bigger story, the piece that I feel like, you know, hasn't been mentioned anywhere other than like our group again, you know, you know, uh, hand padding back for all of us, um, is if this Nick con over on the WWE side is doing what everybody else has, has assumed is getting WWE ready to be sold off to a conglomerate, a major media producer, an NBC, an HBO, you know, whatever, if you will. If the WWE suddenly is under a corporate umbrella and all of them are collecting SAG benefits, and now not just the EVP guys are getting regular benefits, PTO, sick time, all of those things, plus the pay that they're getting, all of a sudden 
boom, WWE is the place everybody's going to want to be, or Tony Khan and his and his father are going to really have to open up their wallets because as as magnanimous as everybody you know wants to talk about how AEW is a great place to work and the back you know the backstage isn't like how tense WWE is you know and it's not walking on eggshells and everybody's buddy buddy. The reality is like you know don't be fooled. Tony Khan isn't exactly opening up his wallet for all of those stars to get benefits. He's taking advantage of the whole like independent contractor thing, just like WWE has. Yeah. He's a great guy. Don't yeah. get me wrong. And you allows know, like them, allows them to work yeah. in other places too. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So, I mean, but at the you know same point, if like WWE suddenly becomes like, if there's suddenly like a cushion and retirement and all of those things, because Nick Khan is, as you know, Vince and Nick Khan are angling it to be owned by a Disney, owned by an HBO, owned by an NBC, et cetera, et cetera. And these guys are all on those SAG benefits or whatever and stuff. All of a sudden, those tides are going to shift a whole nother direction. And that's going to be something to watch is like, is, you know, is Vince McMahon's ultimate uh, legacy being the most brilliant move that any promoter has ever done. And that's essentially making his wrestling company an IP factory and is setting it up for years and years and years and years to be a media producer in the way that the MCU has become. So that's the question that I have right now is what does that mean for the future of this industry and wrestling being produced and presented in the way it is right now? You know, is there another new era to come like because of what you know the the stakes it's a little odd you know for to to see these you know the acquisitions be very one-sided like wwe has been you know pretty darn quiet as far as like the major landing acquisitions as of late like we haven't seen you know the the next nakamura the next aj styles or finn balor suddenly being announced as being snatched up by the wwe it's almost like they're laying in wait a little bit and letting, you know, like if they wanted to, to not, you know, to get CM Punk, I have to believe, you know, they would have thrown enough money, enough dates, enough everything to get him. Why didn't they fight that hard? So there's yeah. a number of questions like that I have to wonder, like what is, you know, they don't do things, you know, as, as stupid as the creative can be, yeah. as mind-numbingly ridiculous as the decisions are. They are like, you know, they are earning record profits for a reason and, and they, you know, they, they don't do anything, you know, uh, haphazardly on the business side of things. Creatively, that's another story. But, you know, we'll see, like, yeah, we'll see, like, but on the subject of what, you know, Buck just, and, and you tank just, and Adam as well, just so greatly highlighted. Yes, Raw was absolutely fantastic. I would argue, except for two ridiculously stupid creative decisions i'll say I'll on say, that show on monday cross yeah <laughs> yeah and and the bigger one and the more glaring one which you know uh, ultimately like they shouldn't have booked that match to begin with what in the blue screaming fuck do you do bringing keith lee back and jobbing him out in his hometown on his first night back what and what world, what sense does that make? You know, yeah. like how much head trauma does someone have to endure before that even makes sense? Like, I don't even, I can't even wrap my head around that. Because it's almost That's, like it's almost like a punishment. You know, it's like, hey, guess what yes. you're going to do? You're going to come back thought. and you're going to lose. And it's like, yeah. oh, but why? 
It it does absolutely yeah. nothing. It doesn't get him over. It doesn't make him a, a stronger baby face. It's he makes him look weak for the big guy that he is. You know, yeah. It's it, it just I, so I, I've heard I've heard some some contrary opinions about both Keith Lee and Karrion Cross, and I don't know if I agree with them, but I want to throw it to you all to get your your insight to see if this holds water or not. With uh, with Keith Lee, some of the contrary opinions. And they may be more like WWE simp fans, right? But it's it was the idea that we haven't seen this guy since February, I think, mm-hmm. right? Since he wasn't even at Mania, and at least he was he showed up to Raw at the main event, and uh, and you know he had his run with not even a run; it was just one match with Bobby Lashley. He obviously wasn't going to win the title, right? But at yeah. least you get him on TV, you reintroduce him back to your WWE, your Raw audience and and now he even though he lost it wasn't like a super squash where it's like okay you're gonna go back into bolivian right like if he shows up on raw and and, uh you know starts kind of facing kind of mid-card guys maybe you can kind of build him back up uh you got to start from somewhere and that was the same idea with carrying cross i've heard that uh some people thought that like you lost to jeff hardy jeff hardy's a former world champion he's a hall of famer and jeff hardy had to cheat for to you know, to yeah. get over on Karrion Cross, but now let's say you cut to Raw this coming Monday, and then Karrion Cross gets his gets his match back against Jeff Hardy. He defeats Jeff Hardy, and or maybe he loses again in some chicanery. Now you're kind of building something up where again Karrion Cross has a legitimate beef with Jeff Hardy because Jeff Hardy is kind of a little more wily, a little more trickster, and maybe that actually builds into a first or second match on the next pay-per-view, right? Or, or it's Survivor Series. Uh, or I guess what, SummerSlam? Is that the, yeah, is that the next big pay-per-view? Yeah, like maybe you now Karrion Cross actually has something to do at SummerSlam instead of just coming in and, and like, you know, tearing apart uh, some cruiserweights and it doesn't go anywhere, right? Like some people, uh, wrestling fans that I've listened to have said that like, it gets just kind of boring that you build everyone up like Ryback, that they just squash a bunch of people, run through them, and then, you know, they run into a Brock Lesnar or something, and then it's over, and then you never hear from them again. At least give Karrion Cross something, some motivation, some reason to be on our television sets on Mondays, yes. as opposed to just like, this guy is just... He's just a killer. I mean, they can't even convince us on NXT that he's right. a killer. So, so I would be more forgiving in the sense of if he did do the squashes. I mean, because I mean that it works. It, you you get you get to to highlight and showcase your strength for the people who don't watch NXT. You do that two maybe a month. Uh, you do that for a month straight, and then and then you introduce Jeff Hardy, and, and then he sees how like how Carrion's been working, and you know he he knows he has to have you know some tricks up his sleeves, and he he, he does you know he puts his foot on the ropes to, for the leverage, but coming out right yeah. away, man, that as a you know what is is he the current NXT champion or former? He's the current, he's the current so. NXT champion. How do you and and you want to present and you want to present NXT as a linear linear uh, uh, promotion aside from uh, or a parallel promotion, I should say, um, from SmackDown and Raw, and you have him, you have your champion lose to Jeff Hardy, you know, right away. That I hope they're I hope they're building something with him. Yeah. Because if it, you know it's 
it was one of those things where, you know, that, like, it's a, to, to, to Mike's point, I could see that being a mistake that reverberates for some time if they don't have something else up their sleeve because you're trying to convince everybody, make NXT an equal billing, and you bring their champ out and you, obli- you know, it just wasn't the champ losing. He got obliterated. And it's nothing to take away from Jeff Hardy, but how do you, t- what are you telling every single person that wrestles in NXT when you have that happen to the champion? You're going to get buried. Every single one of them. Yeah. Ha- yep. Have fun when you, you get called up. And, yeah. and, and, yeah, now, and I, now is, is Jeff Hardy in line to, 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 to uh, compete or, for the NXT championship now since he won? Well, like, Karrion Cross that, is going to face Samoa Joe, right, next week? Yeah. Take so over 36, yep. Even so and, and, and think about that. He Jeff, yeah. like, if he can't even beat Jeff Hardy, he has no chance against Samoa Joe. Yeah, that's what I mean. And it's, it's there, there are other things. Like, you guys know, I texted Jimothy, you know, Prior to, you know, prior to even going to work today, just like, just this awful feeling in my stomach and that there just feels like, you know, NXT is my show, man. Like, I love wrestling. I love wrestling in, in every form, every TV show, every promotion. But NXT is my show, like my show. This is like, I've been there since day one. And um, going to even like today's news, like I, like, you know, I shared with the group and for everybody listening, um, as you guys hear this, uh, Canyon Seaman was, uh, which, you know, try not to giggle when you say that name, um, uh, was released today from his contract and outside of Triple H, there is no one in that has been more monumental, pivotal in building that locker room than Canyon. I mean, you could argue Regal, but Canyon has been number two behind Hunter in building the NXT locker room. That's one. Two, I don't know if anybody caught it or have been listening for it, but if you notice when they talk about Charlotte's accomplishments, all of a sudden her three NXT women's titles don't get mentioned. Instead of the, the, what is it, 11-time women's champion that they were touting her as, now it's like an eight-time, or or I may have that wrong. Instead of a 14, it's an 11. Like, all of a sudden they dropped that off of her resume. Now this with Cross... I am I am worried that with Nick Khan taking over the business side of it, that like you know within the wrestling fandom, NXT has been accepted as a loss leader for WWE. It's been accepted that the amount of money that they poured into the Performance Center, poured into NXT, and going head to head, there was a mission in mind, and ultimately it's it's unspoken, but that Vince has been u- used NXT. To drain, to initially drain off the viewership of AEW to kill that momentum. Mm-hmm. That was the reason for going head to head initially, or or keeping it, or go, taking it and going live with it, and all the costs associated with it. Nick Khan having made the decisions, you know, the decision to release a Braun Strowman and Aleister Black, the decision to to release, you know, 30, 40, 50 guys from their contract recently. Are they looking at NXT as another loss that would need to be cut? And I think that would be fatal for them if they decide to make that that decision in many ways, in many ways. NXT is keeping a huge segment of that WWE fandom alive, yours truly included, essentially. Like, I'm not, 
I don't catch Raw every single week, you know, as diehard a fan as I am. I don't catch SmackDown every single week as much of a diehard fan as I am. I don't miss NXT. That is my first love. And if they damage that, if they make that, you know, whereas on the AEW side, they're featuring all the guys that Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole and Samoa Joe came up with, like, that's going to send a message because, you know, Darby Allen has proven to be one of the biggest draws, viewership draws mm-hmm. that AEW has. He's what, 5'8", 190 pounds? <laughs> like the Vince On McMahon. Yeah. Like a 75-year-old man has no business making creative decisions, in, you know, for, for an industry in 2021. Rupert Murdoch is not deciding what TV shows to put on Fox or who is acting in those shows. The, the appropriate person is making those decisions. A 75-year-old, likely senile human being, and I use that term loosely, should not be making these decisions for what is moving, the, moving forward in 2021. The man that decided that the, the 50-some-odd, nearly 60-year-old Goldberg should be a threat to Bobby fucking Lashley is the wrong person to be making creative decisions for WWE in 2021. They're going to do more damage. They're going to do more damage than they turn before they turn that ship around. I don't care how many, you know, how many buys SummerSlam gets because the day after SummerSlam, when Goldberg's not around anymore, John Cena fucks (laughs) off to to film pace to peacemaker and all these other people, those, those individuals that are left having to draw, you know, Seth Rollins, Nakamura, you know, reigns go right on down the list need to matter more than Goldberg, John Cena, Becky Lynch, whoever the hell else they're going to Ronda Rousey, whoever the fuck else they're going to draw out of the, out of the, out of the woodwork and killing NXT says that they have no clue about the wrestling business in 2021. That's, that's the the biggest indictment and the most terrifying thing is as a lover of this industry, like, like Buck said, you know, it's the fans need to win. This is the time that both companies need to put on the best product possible. Like, you know, the, the, you need to look at, you know, your ricochets, your Mustafa Ali's, your Montez Ford's angel Garza's run down the list of guys, you know, who could be in the same spots, Darby and jungle and Guevara and MJF and all those guys are in They're just as talented, just as ready, just as poised, just as, you know, physically, you know, uh, cosmetically pleasing, if you will. Um, but the fact that they're blind to that or, or choosing not to see it is, is, is like Rome's burning is Nero's fiddling at this point. And I don't know, I don't know what it's going to take to get across to them. Well, so, I, I, I mean, I think y'all have made it, I mean, you and Jimothy have made it pretty clear. It's not till the old man passes away, uh, to where maybe some change will actually happen, but you got to remember too, um, there's a board of directors, you know. Uh, I'm not sure how much they influence and all all that too, as, as far as who takes who takes the heat after the, after he passes away. Um, but uh, it, it nothing n- nothing can change, good or bad, uh, without him, you know, not being in the picture. A point about yeah. Oldberg, real quick. Um, how are you going to sell him? For another main event when the last time we saw him he was getting tally whacked by drew mcintyre in like 12 seconds he's still I know. Hit, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm guessing he still got the same 1.15 moves 
You know? <laughs> I, just, I mean, <laughs> back in 98, that's all he needed. Well, okay, it's not, yeah. I understood, but it's not 98 anymore. <laughs> he's, he's 98, but it's not 98 oh, anymore. Hey, hey, you leave my stepdad out of this, all right? Yeah. Let me say, I don't have a problem with him as a person or anything like that. No. It's the same gimmick, okay? Yeah. And when they brought yeah. him back the first time, it's, oh, he's out there with this kid, and he's making a comeback. You could kind of get into it. It's still not, the same 1.15 Look, I moves. just noticed... The trunks get like longer and longer. Oh. It used to just be like just straight briefs. It's the, and now it's they're the, just like it's the Roddy Piper trunks. It's the Roddy they're Piper trunks. Knee. Yeah, it's, and thank the bad. Lord that they do. <laughs> well, look, I don't look. I understand that he's a he's a child of Abraham. I don't need to see the proof. Uh, <laughs> one of the things, Mike, that you one of the the younger stars that you left off was Dominic Mysterio, who was featured, who headlined oh, SmackDown this evening. God. Uh, look, look, he had a decent match at uh, Money in the Bank. But. Uh, little Dominic. But, hey, but I mean, he's he's the put, future. Look, I, I've said it once, and I've said put it many a hood times. On him. Put a. Fr- he doesn't look like a wrestler. He doesn't. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. there's there's certain people that can get away with it. Like, I mean, Hornswoggle looks more like a wrestler than he does, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And it's it, it just it, he it, would uh, he, he would be he would be taken so much more seriously. It, yeah, it, it's bad. It's bad when Marco Stunt looks at you like you have no credibility. Oh, so yeah. so no one watched. Well, you guys haven't watched SmackDown. Yet, no, right? not yet. No. So they they did a thing. No spoilers, but they did a thing where they uh, simulcast right from like a hip hop. Uh, oh lord. A hip hop concert festival in Miami. So they had like two matches there. And just some of the initial like Twitter reactions were like somebody had tweeted like, I wish WWE would do something new once in a while. And then it's like WWE uh, hosts a series of matches on live TV from a hip hop festival. Someone's like, no, not like that. And so there was some already like, I thought it was fine. Uh, I, I thought it was a little weird. I guess uh, uh, Angelo Dawkins beat. Uh, well, I'm sorry, but Angela Dawkins and then was followed by Bianca Belair. And so I was like, oh, okay. I thought it looked cool. I give them, you know, I give them credit for, for trying, but I don't know if it really took off the way they wanted it to. Yeah. Uh, different locations never works. And when they, when they did that with like what the 2000th episode or whatever, whatever anniversary it was for Raw. Oh, uh, from, uh, was it the, the, not Hammerston, but yeah, you're right. Was it? Was it Hamilton Ballroom? I thought it was another. Oh one. no, no, no. Uh, the white, the, the white plains the, location the in New York. Yeah, Manhattan Center, believe it or not, is next door to Hammerstein. Yeah, yeah it's oh, like well, they're real, really close to each other. And they look similar. Um, yeah, on that on that note that you just raised, Adam, there's already discussion that Survivor Series is going to come from two places. Oh. So it's funny that you were like. <laughs> I want Didn't Phil I Collins. Learn their lesson with WrestleMania too. I was gonna say Phil Collins is gonna get on the Concord and go oh. from one Survivor Series oh, to the Jesus other one. Christ. Hey, you know, I I think uh, I think I think we've hit our limit of bullshit for the day. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh... Uh, but honestly, it, it, it's an exciting time. Uh, it is, it's exciting, you know, a couple of weeks that, that we have ahead of us and as we come into August and, and leading to September to see what AEW is actually going to do. Um, I, I think all the right moves are being made. Um, I just hope they are, um, they are, they are put into action correctly and, uh, you know, they don't jump the gun on anything. Um, and, 
I don't know, man. It, I, 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 I think if we can do a little TLDR, uh, I think Buck said it best. As long as the fans are happy, that's all we want, man. We don't. I mean, right. and I, and I'll say this too because I've been getting on Twitter a lot more. Um, oh boy, uh, man. Let me tell you, these these <laughs> these these smarks, man. And I and if you're listening to it and you're smart, you go eat a bag of dicks. Uh, but it, <laughs> it, it's well, no, man. no, seriously, because it's like, like you, this person needs to do this. This wrestler needs needs to do that. I'm like, what the hell? Like who? Like you and your 80, 80 followers. Like you, you could go yeah. go to hell. Like, what do you mean they need to do this? Like, like seriously, like, like. I I am under the impression that these I mean well not under the impression but I feel strongly that for the most part every wrestler on any roster in any promotion has worked their ass off enough to know what they're doing for the most part more than any of us not in the business you know okay. um, yeah you know, are there yeah. anybody questionable of course but I am in no way shape or form trying to dictate what they need to do all I can hope is yeah hope they do something great that satisfies why I love the sport of professional wrestling. That's all I wanted to say on that. Um, if y'all want to do, we can do like just across the table, uh, mailman, you can, uh, any last words before we go? Two quick things. Very quick. I'll be brief. Super excited. Uh, it was just announced takeover 36 on the undercard of Samoa Joe killer, uh, killer cross or carry cross will be the rematch here in America, Walter versus Ilya Dragunov 2. Yeah. If there, if there was ever a match that could rival Okada Omega 7-star classic, this will be it. Uh, I, you know, that is, that is my must-see match of the year, number one. Number two, uh, just got a chuckle out of me. I wish, you know, the Toy Master, the, you know, the king of action figures, Jimothy James Dean, was with us today. Because today... At Comic Con, uh, you know the virtual Comic Con, the Mattel action figure, uh, you know for two thousand, the action figures to come for 2021, 2022 were announced, and among the elite legendary figures announced for the coming year is none other than Bill Irwin himself, the Goon, is going yeah. to be immortalized. No. Yeah, it will be immortalized in his own elite figure. That is figure. awesome. We need the I know. goon. It's like if ever a man deserved, deserved there's three. The there's three that yeah. deserve it. It's the goon, it's nails, and it's the mounty. Those. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. So I just had to throw that out there. Cannot wait. That's a must own. Absolutely can't wait. We'll be waiting at the waiting on uh, waiting for the toy store shelves to hit that one. But <laughs> but that's all I got. What about you guys? Paper boy. Yeah, I got two things. The, num- the first thing is um, the Sting Orange and Cassidy uh, interaction from the other night. Oh my god! Yes, was the funniest damn thing I've seen in weeks. You know what? You oh know what it was. Gosh. You know what it was. Yeah. It was the the Sting the Stinger at the end beating on his chest. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my god! god yes. That tied it up. I was like, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, and the set is just as much with Darby's face going, "What in the fuck are you two doing?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> And the second thing, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, Mike, I'll pose this to you. But say this plays out. We get Daniel Bryan in AEW. CM 
Punk shows up in AEW, just for argument's sake, let's say on September 5th in Chicago. How many days until Rock shows up on WWE? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. T minus 30 seconds. Essentially. I know. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, that's guaranteed. Awesome. Yep. And, uh, of course, Adam F. in danger. Uh, I just want to request that one of our listeners uh, get a Twitch account and tell us how Jay White is doing in Impact because mm-hmm. I just don't have the energy to uh, to do it myself. And hey, I hear a lot since, about this Jay White since uh, since he's at since he's at Impact now. Do you think Tanner will be watching it? Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Tanner finally has to eat humble pie and watch Impact. <laughs> I don't watch Impact. I only watch NJPW. My daughter's name's Holly. Blah blah blah. Oh yeah, not yeah. too good for not too good for Impact now, are you, pal? Well, yeah. If you're, let me say, I don't have a Twitch account, but I did watch it, and if anything, it showed Jay White could be a top babyface in this country. Wow. Like no joke, no joke. Jay White is who is a masterclass, like edge level, you know, rated R superstar heel showed like he has the chops to be a top level baby face in this country he cut one promo and like put 90 percent of the promos to shame that i've seen this year and like honestly that dude has it capital uh, capital letters it it and then naming chris bay to the bullet club also genius Smart. fucking genius Smart. yeah oh my god absolutely what wait what no i was too bad nobody else can see him because they're where they on Animal Planet. Where is that show anyway? <laughs> I know, yeah. Oh my god. You know, honestly, but, uh, I think we found someone who Kenny can drop the belt to. Yep. Oh my In god! Impact. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, yes. Wow. Oh my god! Put all the all the belts on that man. <laughs> like absolutely. Uh, well, Qu- quick footnote because it just came over on Fightful because you three were talking about it really fast. Britt Baker announced she has broken her wrist, but will not. Oh, but, damn. But, but will not miss any ring time. That Hell girl, like, yeah! Just, just like, but just like Buck said, that girl for that match was her. Like it makes me think of Randy Orton in that Backlash match with with Cactus. Like just like Randy took a step up, Britt took a major fucking step up. Like she that did. is a trooper. That is a trooper. Broke her wrist and is still going to keep wrestling. Like I can't even. I don't. I don't want to break my wrist and go back to work. No. Let I alone know. like freaking keep wrestling. Man. Holy crap, man! Like she, that's wow. She may sound like she should be a character on General Hospital, but she can wrestle. <laughs> yeah, man. Hell yes. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure. I thank you so much for joining with me today, and of course, everyone listening. Oh, we ran out the the, the song. Well, it'll start again here in a sec. There he goes. Uh, you know, it's, it's always a pleasure to talk and shop with y'all. I really do appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, if you enjoy the conversation as well, feel free to follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcast. Um, leave us a message on Anchor. The, you can find that in the description down below. Uh, I'm Tank Rodriguez uh, for Paperboy Bug, for Mailman Mike, and of course, Adam F. and Danger of the Adam Danger Production Podcast. We want to thank you for listening to The Stable of Studs. Bye.